0: And remember, quoting is for the weak. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. What's up, Permission Nation? This is Charles Specht. I'm your host here of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. This is episode five, and today we're going to talk about things that will make you successful. Really, we're going to talk about five things, count them up, five things successful producers do each week. Five things successful producers do each week. I am so excited that you're here. And if you haven't already checked it out, go to my website at www.permissiongroup.com to see a little bit about what it is that I'm providing to insurance producers. Because this thing that we're going to talk about today is typically module one in my curriculum that I go through. Whether you are purchasing the Millionaire Producer School course or you're in the 12X Mastermind or I'm working with producers one-on-one, this really is the starting gate. The thing we're going to talk about today will either make you or break you. The thing we're going to talk about today separates the producers who are the professionals away from the ones who are just pure amateurs. This really is the most important thing that we're going to talk about when it comes to success as an insurance producer. Five things successful producers do each week. And so I want to talk to you just for a moment before we dive into that curriculum. I want to ask you, right now, what are you doing with yourself? Today, as I am recording this, it is Saturday morning. I work on Saturdays because I work six days and I rest one. That's what I do. Um, The problem that I see with far too many producers is that they work four, and that might be actually stretching it with a lot of them. They do not very often work on Fridays, or they might put in half days on Friday. You know what Friday is? Friday is your money day. Friday is the day that you actually get up and you go to the office and you do the work because there's a lot of things that can happen on Friday. Your competition, the vast majority of the competitors who are out there, aren't working on Fridays. They're sitting out there going to the beach, and they're just sleeping in, and they're watching YouTube videos, and they're doing everything else, but they're not actually doing the work on Friday. You know what? They don't get the results that they want, and they wonder why they're always kind of just sitting there and not really realizing the things that they want to have in their business, in their career. But I really hope you are cut from a different cloth. I really hope you understand how important each and every day is. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, Friday is not a day in which to take off. Friday is a day in which to sell some insurance. I work with property and casualty insurance agents that do both commercial as well as personalized insurance. And I also work with employee health benefits producers who are out there just grinding it away and writing a lot of business. So I work with PNC, and I also do EB. It doesn't matter if you're doing commercial lines or if you're doing personal lines. The things that I teach will work for everybody. It doesn't matter what really is the policy that you're selling. What matters is, are you actually relating to the prospect so that they trust you? But how can they really trust you if you're not actually putting in the time? You know what, some of you need to be kicked in the pants. Some of you who are listening to this might need to be encouraged, um, but some of you might need to be kicked. And some of you might need to be pushed. Some of you might need to be pushed outside of your comfort zone. And I hope that this does it. I hope that you walk away after this episode with an encouraging, motivating disposition that you are absolutely going to kill it when it comes through Monday through Friday. But if you're just strolling into the office on Monday and you're getting in there maybe around 10, 10.30 in the morning and, you know, you're sitting around the cooler and you're going to talk to the other people in your office and you're not really doing any prospecting, you might send some emails, check your emails, maybe you do some, you know, some paperwork. And then Tuesday comes along and, you know what, you got in a lunch appointment, you're going to go do some golfing. And, and Wednesday, oh, Wednesday comes across. And, hey, Thursday, well, it almost seems like it's the last day of your week. And Friday, you know what, maybe you'll work on Friday. You might put in a couple of hours hours, but you know what? It's nice to have a three-day weekend. Here's the thing. If that's you, I want you to know this. My clients are coming for your business. Period. Get off the couch. Actually do the work. There's no reason why you can't be more successful. You just have to actually put in the time. You have an insurance license, you have gone through an education process, you understand some of the basics about the policies that you're selling, and you are actually learning more and more each and every day. It doesn't matter if you've been in the business just for a couple of weeks, a few months, a year or two, or you've been grinding away in the business for over 20 years. Wherever you are at in your career, right now you know more about insurance than your prospects do. You know more about insurance than your prospects do. And whatever you don't know, there are people in your agency or who are partners that, that work with your agency where you can get the answers. Whether those be underwriters or sales uh, reps, those be some loss control reps that are out there, it doesn't matter. You'll be able to find the answer. There's no reason why you can't be successful. There's no reason right now why you can't write as much business as you want. There's no reason why you can't make this career and become absolutely wealthy if that's your goal. You can not only make a dent in this universe, you can make a dent in this industry, you can bless and serve and help many, many people and business owners that are out there. But you can't do it surfing the couch. You absolutely can't. You got to actually work. You got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort. And you know what? What you sow, you will reap. What you sow, you will reap. If you sow rest, you're going to reap poverty. But if you actually go out and you plant the seeds and you water the seeds and you tend the soil, you are going to reap fruit. You absolutely will. All the work that you put into your insurance career is actually going to come back to you tenfold, hundredfold. I absolutely believe that. I truly do. I believe that if you are doing the things that are ethical and moral, and you're actually doing the work, you're actually prospecting, you're making the phone calls, you're actually sending the emails out to your prospects, you're doing the work on social media and LinkedIn, you're now going to the networking events, and you are looking fear in the face, and you are walking through the door of your prospects to go and actually shake their hands and see them face to face. You're that one. You're that one and all that work that you do is going to come back to you tenfold, 50-fold, 100-fold. It is going to propel you to actually obtain the results that you want out of your career. You are going to advance in your agency. You are going to advance in your career. Your bank account is going to grow. You are going to obtain wealth over the course of time, which is going to allow you to do the things that you want to do in your family, with your life, maybe even in nonprofit ministries in the future. But the thing is, is that is not going to become a reality if you do not push yourself today. 100%. I'm telling you, you know what? I actually think that I missed my calling. Uh, There's a sense in which I kind of feel that, you know what, If, if insurance didn't work out for me, I should have been a drill sergeant in the military. I don't have time for people who are lazy. I don't have time for people who want things and don't actually do the work. Look, I'm not saying that it's easy. I will never tell you that it's easy. But if you do the work, you will succeed, I guarantee it. There's no reason why you can't. The resources are available at your fingertips. There are so many different free resources out there, and even the paid resources aren't that expensive, and the things that you learn can absolutely cause your book of business to grow and explode. You should have absolute success. If you've been writing, for example, maybe $70,000 of commission in a year, there's really no reason why it can't be $270,000 this coming year year, starting right now, going forward, there's no reason why you can't actually produce that amount of business. There's no reason whatsoever. None. The problem is, however, that too many insurance producers spend their their time on things that do not calculate out to profit. Let me say that again. There are too many insurance agents out there that spend too much of their time focusing on things that do not calculate towards profit. What are you going to do about it? There are five things that I want to talk about right now, five things that successful producers do each week. And here they are. Number one, Monday. Number two, Tuesday number three, Wednesday, number four, Thursday, number five, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you put in a full day's work. You actually do smart things that calculate towards profit. You don't dilly-dally, you don't surf the internet, you don't waste time, you actually do work that matters. Here it is. Sometimes I need a kick in the pants. Sometimes Charles needs a kick in the pants. You want to know why? Because I am the kind of person who would absolutely love to spend all Saturday watching television I would love to just like binge watch three movies right after one another. I'll just knock out, you know, a few Star Wars movies or Lord of the Rings or just other movies, right? I mean, I will just watch it and I will just be engrossed and I will sit on the couch and I will be eating potato chips and drinking sodas and just watching television. I love that. I love to be entertained. But I also know that I can't do that very often because entertainment like that is going to lead to poverty absolutely. And all of those things that I do, it's not that they're bad. I mean, you need to rest. Your body needs rest. You need to be able to rejuvenate. It's just that you need to be able to do that in the right time. And so I have to be careful about what I do. And I'm involved in a lot of different things. I've been married. I've got a beautiful wife, been married for over 20 years. I have five kids. Uh, They are very active. I am involved in ministry. I have my own business. I work with insurance agents and agencies. And so very, very busy. And the fact is, the thing that has to keep me focused is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you know how I do it? This is it. This is the thing that we're talking about right now. The thing that we're talking about right now is your calendar. Your weekly calendar. You either have a weekly calendar that you have put together that explains where you're going to be doing your prospecting and in what capacity, what amount, and in what platform. Otherwise, you're in the chicken business. Oh, you heard me say that before, and I can keep on saying it. You're in the chicken business. The people who are in the chicken business are the ones who are winging it. They just show up to the office and they're doing a little bit of this, they're doing a little bit of that, and they don't really have a game plan. They're just kind of like they prospect when they feel like it. Do I feel like making cold calls today? Mm, no, I guess I won't make cold calls this week. Right? How do I want to send out emails? Nope. Don't want to send out emails. I was talking to a producer about a week ago. Been working with this producer for a little while. And well she wasn't really doing what she should have been doing. She wasn't doing bad things. She was actually having some good success. And so I couldn't knock her from some of the the recent success she had, but I kind of feel it was a little bit of lucky success. It wasn't really something that that maybe she particularly worked for. She had a relationship that she worked in the past and it finally panned out, which is great. Networking, uh, circles of influence, absolutely important. But I just began you know, asking her certain questions that I ask lots of producers. How many cold calls do you typically make in a day or a week? And by cold call, I usually mean telephone. So how many telephone calls, cold calls to prospects do you typically make in a day or a week? I want you to add that up. I make her add that up. How many emails to prospects do you typically send in a day or a week? take that number. How many walk-in visits do you do in a day or a week? How many messages or how much time on LinkedIn do you spend in a day or a week? And so we have to start adding up the actual work of prospecting that we do. And the thing is, is that this particular producer was giving me answers that I probably heard hundreds of times that I may do three calls per week. I may send out 10 emails per week. And this particular producer has been working at the agency for less than a year. Her book of business is not yet even close to what it's going to be. She's going to be ultra successful. But during that meeting with her, she needed, she needed uh, uh, some motivation to actually start doing some work here. Right? Because I don't know about you, but when you're doing telephone calls, you should be able to do somewhere between 15 and 25 phone calls in an hour depending upon how quickly you're working and how long the conversations are taking place. So you should be able to knock out, at a minimum, 15 phone calls in an hour. As you're making those phone calls and you're leaving voice messages and so forth, you're going to be able to knock out a lot of phone calls. And even if you just did one hour every single morning at a minimum of 15, that's going to put you at 75 calls in a week. 75 calls in a week. Over the course of a year, that's going to put you somewhere close to around, I don't know, I'm just doing my math here off the top of my head, like 35 or 4,000 different calls if you just did it an hour a day. Not even considering all the other things you're going to do, such as email and social media, the compound interest of the work that you actually do is going to come back to you 10, hundredfold, fold 200-fold, and so forth. Consistency is the issue. So the five things that successful producers do each week, I'm going to get into it in just a minute, but the basics are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. Right now, I'm in the middle of writing a book, and the book is kind of teaching the whole process of selling insurance from start to finish you know, figuring out your schedule, figuring out your micro niche, asking for the broker of record letter and so forth. And so I need your encouragement to keep pushing because so many things just start coming up and I have to keep the main thing, the main thing. But once that book is done, once that book is done, and I'm, I'm a little more than halfway through, but once that book is done, I think I'm going to write another book. You know what that book's going to be called? It's going to be called Friday. I'm going to write a book called Friday. I'm going to write a book called Friday and how to increase your wealth or your annual take-home pay by 35% or more by taking charge of Friday. It's amazing how much money lets, just you let out the door, out the window, because you did not take control of Friday. Friday is so important. Here's the issue, is that the vast majority of insurance producers... Tend to not be very good at administration and data management. And that probably is you, because I can also tell you it's likely me as well. I'm not terrible at admin, but man, I don't like it. I don't like it. I certainly don't like doing data entry. Um, I'm definitely more of um, a transactional people person. Okay. Some people are really good at creating. Um, just a camaraderie, creating a passion with people around, you know that's not necessarily my strength either. I'm very good at the transaction, moving from one thing to another and getting it done. Um, however, I'm not very good at administration. So it re- I have to really force myself to be organized. And maybe that's a better way to look at it. Instead of just the data administration, it's really the organization of your day. And I think that most producers are like that as well. I mean, frankly, if you were really good at the data management, the the administration, you'd probably be an account manager or a customer service representative rather than a producer. Producers tend to be people-oriented. We're looking more at the big picture rather than spending time on the details, right? And so I think that that is what I have found to be the case with most insurance producers. Others, you know, who are in the insurance business that are really focused on the details tend to be on the carrier side, underwriters, right? Um, but the actual producer at the agency, and that's not to say that there aren't some because there are plenty of them who are out there, but many of the producers tend to be people oriented and not necessarily data oriented. In fact, even those people who are on the agency side um, that really are focused more on the administration, they might be um, a high paid account executive, but not necessarily the producer who's out there grinding it away and trying to find new business, right? So the thing is that most producers, I'm just telling you from my experience, don't do a very good job at this. This is someplace where we actually have to start. And that is getting our week structured. How do you do that, Charles? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you about how to do it now. And again, this is the first thing that I always deal with in regards to the first week with all of my clients. I actually make them put together a calendar that shows me what they're going to be doing Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. I call it your ideal week. It really is your ideal prospecting week. And so let's call it that your ideal prospecting week. Because I want you to write down what you're going to be doing in time blocks, typically at least in half hour time blocks from 8 to 8:30, 8:30 to 9, 9 to 9:30 and so forth. I want to see what you're going to be doing from prospecting from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Monday. I also want to see it on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. There's going to be a lot of things that come up and you're not going to be able to follow necessarily that calendar to the T because, well, you're going to have clients that you have to work on and renew. You're going to have service-related issues. There's going to be meetings and appointments and so forth. So, But the thing is, is that when you don't have those other things that are going on, then whatever's on the calendar right now at that moment, that's what you do. You have to have an ideal prospecting calendar. You want to know why? Because here's the issue. If it ain't on the calendar, it ain't getting done. If it ain't on the calendar, it ain't getting done. I know it. I know it for myself, I know it for my clients, I know it for the rest of you out there. If it ain't scheduled, it ain't getting done. That might not be good English, but it sure is truth when it comes to application. We need to actually get focused to have that organizational calendar done. And here's the thing. I want us to be strategic about prospecting. I want you to create your calendar so that you are going to have a very, very successful week so that if you're doing $20,000 or $40,000 or $70,000 or maybe even $100,000 of revenue in a year, there's no reason why you can't be doing two hundred fifty dollars or $300,000 if you're actually doing it right. We're going to talk about the types of accounts and the size of the accounts. and I'm going to talk about micro niching probably in the very next episode after this one. But right now, right now, we're focusing on the structural foundation. Your ideal prospecting week is like building a house. Have you ever built a house? I've never built a house. You want to know why I have an office job? Because I'm not very good at swinging a hammer, period my dad was very good at being an automotive mechanic. For me, it never stuck. Couldn't figure it out and didn't like to have greasy fingers. So because of that, I knew that I wanted to be in air conditioning. I knew that I was probably going to have a desk job and that I was going to be doing something uh, that was going to be different. Not that the other way was wrong. It's just that wasn't where I was at. And so I just really had to focus on this specific aspect of doing my work and doing it right. Um, Because if it doesn't, if it's not scheduled, it ain't getting done. I know it. Here's the thing. I want you to be smart about it though. I want you to build on top of it so that as you are creating these things that you're going to have on your ideal prospecting calendar, your ideal week, it's going to be built based upon success. But here's the thing. When you're building that house, you need a foundation. I don't know how to swing a hammer. Uh, I mean, I can do the basics. I can knock in a nail. But man, I'm not that good at at understanding all that has to go into the construction of it. I am better at carrying the lumber than knowing where to actually hammer the nail. Okay, But I do know some basics, and here it is. You don't put paint on the walls until the foundation's done first. And so there's going to be a lot of paint work that you do in your insurance career, a lot of sales tactics and scripting and messaging and all that stuff, look, that's putting in the window. That's putting the fresh coat of paint on the wall. That's putting in the crown molding. But none of that matters until you have a good structural foundation. Because if you don't have a good foundation, all that stuff's gonna fall down anyway. And so what I'm talking about right now, this is foundation work. You gotta actually dig, and you better dig deep. You gotta do some trench work. You got to get out the shovel and actually do some back-breaking work to get this done. This is probably the most important part of your house. And here's the thing. You know what? When, uh, when people are looking at homes, uh, for the most part, they're never thinking, man, that is a good foundation. Look at that foundation. That is a nice foundation. No. They're looking at how many bedrooms does that thing have? How, how, how much square footage is it? What's the color of it? What's the color on the walls? I don't like the color on the walls. How about the cabinets? I don't really like the cabinets, right? People are thinking about it that way from the house, but nobody's really saying, you know what? Man, I looked at three homes today and you should have seen that second one. Like the foundation, foundation was amazing. Nobody does that. But the foundation is important because the foundation ain't square. If it's not level, you're going to have issues. So this is foundational work. You get this foundational work. I'm telling you, the walls are going to be easier to build. Everything is going to be square, it's going to be true, the paint's going to be beautiful, and it's all going to work because you had the right foundation. But you try putting paint on walls with no foundation, you're going to have issues, you're going to have problems, and frankly, you're probably out of the insurance business because you didn't really have structure. So here's the thing, now let's get into it. How you create Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday is very important. What you need to do is create prospecting that builds upon itself. You need to have at least a three-prong approach. Let me say it again, a three-prong approach to your prospecting. On your calendar, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday, I need to see at least three places you're prospecting. Four is better, but there needs to be at least three. And so it might be, for example, telephone calls, email and social media; those might be what you're actually what you're actually doing. Maybe you also include walk-in visits. Okay, but the thing is, I, I, don't just use networking events because those come and go whenever they come and go. That's like the stuff that you add on top of the on top of the baked potato, right? That's the chives. That's the bacon that goes on top of that. Uh, but you need the butter. Okay, all this stuff. This is the butterwork here. So you need to have at least three. I want to see where you're going to do it: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And they need to build on top of one another. When you, for example, put on your calendar um, that you're going to do, for example, cold calls. And I would tell you that you need first thing every single day before you check your email, before you do anything else, you need to do one hour of prospecting. One hour. You get in the office Monday 8 a.m., you're going and you're doing prospecting. You You might do an hour of phone calls. But don't, don't make the mistake of thinking that if you just put an hour on your calendar, that's enough. We need to attach a number to it. It's not enough just to say, well, I did an hour's worth of cold calling because you didn't really do an hour worth of cold calling. What you did was kind of check their website first, kind of see like a little bit about them. And then, you know, seven minutes goes by and then you make a phone call. Right. Nope. Nope. That's not how it works. When we're doing our cold call, we don't do anything except cold call. That's it. Call one after another. Boom, 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 boom. And that's it. You need to be doing at least 15. 15 needs to be your bottom line number. You do not get out of the chair until 15 is done. You might be having great conversations. That's fine. It might take you an hour and a half to get through 15. Great. You're not getting out of the chair until 15 are done. But once 15 are done, then when you're finished with your hour, you can continue on doing the next thing. But you need to have a minimum number before you're actually finished. Now, here's how it could work. Here's how I think that maybe you could structure your, your weekly prospecting calendar for success so that it builds on top of one another. So think about it this way. Let's say you do on Monday, you do an hour of phone calls and you get 20 done, okay? You get 20 done. Then for the next hour, you're going to do emails. You're going to send out emails, individual emails to prospects, okay? Now, those emails that you send out... They might be um, ones that you uh, just made phone calls on. That's fine. No problem with that. You need to have follow-up. The fortune's in the follow-up. Let me just say it again. The fortune's in the follow-up, but you need to create a prospecting structure. So Monday morning, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., you make your 20 phone calls. Then from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., you're doing email. From 10 to 11, maybe you're doing some work on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. From 11 to 12, you're going to go and do maybe two walk-in visits at two different businesses that you know of. Then you're going to go to lunch, and you're going to come back, and uh, maybe you're going to go and visit a center of influence and see if you can get some referrals. You can do that from maybe one to two. You're going to do a a drive-by, if you will. You're going to stop by and see somebody. Then when you come back to the office, maybe from two to three, you're going to knock out another 20 phone calls. And then you're going to do maybe um, a half an hour of email after that. And then maybe you're going to do an hour on LinkedIn. The last half an hour, what I want you to do, the last half an hour of every single part of your day is I want you to get ready for the next day. Create the list of the accounts that you're going to call on the night before so that you don't have to think about it in the morning. You just show up and then you get it done. Now, here's the thing. It begins to compound on one another. So if you did all of that on Monday, then when you come back on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, you're calling a different 20. And then you're going to follow up and send out, after that hour of 20, you're going to send out another string of emails. Again, you need to have a number that you come up with, whatever is going to work for you. And then after that, maybe you're doing LinkedIn again. Okay, You're going to build on top of it. Then you come back the next day on Wednesday, you're going to knock out another 20 phone calls. And then maybe what you're going to do is you're just going to follow up on with the emails on Wednesday on the calls that you did, maybe on the Monday beforehand, or maybe the Friday beforehand. And so you're following up on the prospects about every three to five days on the ones that you're making the calls to, okay? So what I would suggest is that potentially what you do is you make your phone call, you leave your voicemail, definitely leave voicemails, follow it up with an email either the same day or within 24 hours, okay? I actually like the idea of um, doing both. Potentially you you do an A-B test, figure out what works for you. Send the email right off the bat. Remind them that you're the one who just left a voice message or send it the next day because I want them to listen to it. They might even delete your voicemail. That's fine. What we're doing is we're having a point of connection, a point of communication. I want them to hear your name. I want them to hear your voice. We'll talk about scripting in the future on what you should say when you leave a voicemail, but I want you to do that so at least they heard you. Then you're going to follow up with that email. And then you might follow up a few days later, uh, maybe with uh, you know, as you're on LinkedIn, maybe you're leaving a, a comment on something that they have posted on LinkedIn. And so you are connecting with them in different ways, in different platforms, because the fortune is in the follow-up. And it's a very structured and a strategic approach. And granted, there's going to be stuff, for example, you might not even be available on Wednesday because you have to go and meet with some prospects because you know what? As you're doing all these prospects, you're going to be setting appointments. And so you're going to be out of the office. That's fine. Good. Because once you come back to the office, then you know what you're going to be doing on Thursday because it's already there. You just continue the process. Because why? Because these are the things successful producers do. If you are sick and tired of having a $300,000 book of business and you want to know what those producers do that get the million or the 2 million or $3 million book of business, you know what they do? They don't play the role of an amateur. They don't wing it. They actually have a process. They know what types of accounts they're calling on, why they're calling on it, and they continue to call on it because that's how you become successful. The fortune is in the follow-up, consistency is key, and you need to do things that calculate toward profit. If you're not doing things that calculate toward profit, guess what? You're calculating towards poverty. You're calculating towards poverty, and that's not a recipe for success. And so the five things successful producers do each week, look, I talked a lot about Friday. That's one of them. The other one is Monday and Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday. Get control of your week. Otherwise, everything else will control you. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.
1: Hey, agents, listen to this, listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it, think of it.